people back to the fight podcast the greatest combat sports and culture show in the entire universe this is episode 186 yo we have so much to get to man um I'm excited I know I know I talk about being excited a lot but this weekend this weekend it's here it is finally here, yo, over a year in the making, the greatest heavyweight title fight of our generation is finally here, man, February 22nd, we are going to get Deontay, the bronze bomber Wilder, against the gypsy king, Tyson Fury, yeah, Oh, yo, I cannot wait for this one, man. But uh, before we go ahead and get started, man, yo, where are my manners? Yes, you are listening to the Fight Podcast. I am your host, the Underground King, Serge Vicente. And today, all things boxing all the time, man. So check it out. On today's menu, I'm obviously going to go ahead and talk about the fights with Deontay Wilder and Tyson Fury. I'm also going to go ahead and discuss Canelo Alvarez. Who might he fight next? Ryan Garcia. Ryan Garcia. Yo, is he more hype or is he legitimately now the real deal? Caleb Plant goes out there and went put on an absolute show. Is he the next potential challenger for Canelo Alvarez? Floyd Mayweather, Tyson Fury, NBA basketball, man, so much more. And you know what? Just for you guys, because it is such a great episode, I am so excited. Man, I had to bring in my relief pitcher, man. I had to bring in the guru. Brandon Camille is joining me once again on this episode today, man. Um, where We get into all of these topics. We have a lot of fun. We talk about Chicago. We talk about the NBA All-Star break, man. Just so much fun, man. So remember, before we jump into this episode, each and every week, the Fight Podcast is brought to you by Sage Eats. Sage Eats offers healthy meals and fitness mentoring. Sign up for Sage Eats at sageeatschicago.com. Apply promo code FIGHT for 10% off of your first three months. Also, do not forget to tell your friends, your family members, and everybody that you love about the greatest combat sports and culture show in the entire universe, The Fight Podcast. You can find us everywhere on podcasting platforms, Apple, Google Play, Spotify, SoundCloud, Stitcher, and so much more, man. Check out the website, thefightpodcast.com. All right, yo. Like I said, man, let's go ahead and jump on into the episode. I am joined by Brandon B. Camp Camille. So without further ado, enjoy our conversation. How you doing today, brother? Serge, what it do, man? Everything is everything. Good, man. Yo, Are man. Getting, thank you so much. Not at all, bro. Not at all. Okay, we good. We good. Hey, man. Thank you for joining me once again on the greatest combat sports and culture show in the entire universe, the Fight Podcast. Yes, sir, man. You know, I'm always happy to be here. Absolutely, bro. Hey, man. Yo. Well, a couple things. Really quick. I'm going to touch on this quick. First of all, we have a huge fight week this week. We have arguably the biggest heavyweight title fight in our generation. Definitely in our generation. I mean, your generation might not be the same as mine. You might get Tyson and Lennox Lewis a little bit, but my generation. Oh, man. (laughs) This man called me washed. (laughs) Got your little old school joke. Oh, man. For for, for the grandpas on the line. (laughs) Yo, I'm 33. (laughs) Sergio's only four years older than me. A whole four years. When I was getting ready to leave high school, this cat was just coming in. I'm not even 80s baby. I'm a 90s baby. Oh, I don't even know. We're, fun. We're friends. I have no idea. That doesn't even sound right. <laughs> I, am, I am 90s baby. 1990. Bruh, I, I legitimately, I remember the 80s. <laughs> really? Like, for real, I remember the 80s. Okay, so, so, so what? You 30, 33? Yep. You were... I, I turned 37 on Thursday. 86. 86? Yeah, may, maybe 89. You ain't gonna remember much else than that. I'm no, not no, 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 no. I remember 89, brother. That's it. Oh, I'm, <laughs> That's I, I'm it. not buying any of that. Like, any anything else? Talk about you remember 80, 87? Like, nah, bro. Okay. Nah, nah, nah. I remember 89. I definitely... I remember 90 strong because that's when Mike slapped the Lakers and we got that first chip. I'm never going to forget that. 
Um, but you're a Lakers fan. I'm, I, I've always told you, do not get it twisted. That is squad number two. Don't disrespect me, man. The Lakers are squad number. The Lakers are squad number two. The Lakers are my squad number two, bro. I, I, just, I just need to understand what rules we're playing by. I, I'm sometimes a, I'm a Lakers, Chicago sometimes boy. Chicago. A, no, no, no. Look, okay, look. Come like, on. Hey, wait, real quick. You, you looking at Skype right now, family? What hat am I wearing? Uh, looks like a, a, a gold Bulls hat. That shit is still confused. No, no, no. Talk about, <laughs> no bro. It, it, it is Talk a gold. It, it's it a Bulls a, hat no, with no. a Laker color. What? What? No, it's not. What colors am I wearing? Are you not an alpha? Hey, whoa, whoa, whoa. Are so you, you see, not? No, that's why it's disrespectful for you to say that. So you need to start retracting some statements. You need to start retracting some statements. So you need to, an alpha man is wearing a team of his city in the colors of his, you know, of his frat. I thought you would respect well, that. Well, you know, I do respect it. However, you know, you have an identity crisis between Bulls fans and Lakers fans. So you I need am to, not. I am not. I make, was a, so, 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 you're, so, you're right. mad, so you're mad at me for being a Kobe guy? Are we hating on Matt, Kobe now? Matt, Matt, Matt is the wrong word. I'm just pointing out discrepancies. Uh, there is I, I no discrepancy. Have a, I, I have a few discrepancies with your fanship. And that's all, that's all I want to clear up right now. Hey, hey how, how is the discrepancies? I've always said, I just said, I'm, I'm, I've always messed with the Lakers heavy. You, you, you know what? What's wrong you know with what? That? What's wrong you know, with that? Before you get any more confused on which team you like, can we, can we just give it one time for All-Star Weekend in Chicago? Yo, hey, time out. You know, I'm be honest with you, man. My, my city, sh- my city showed out, bro. Y'all showed out. I, the NBA showed out, and I mean, honestly, does it get any better than Adam Silver? You know what, man? I'm gonna be very honest with you. The best commissioner in, in professional sports, um, the NBA. I'll be honest with you, is honestly, I think the best league in professional sports. Also, and boxing need to cut him a check. Facts. We could just, you know, all, all the governing bodies under Adam Silver. It, I'm it, with it. I am 1,000%. Hey, throw the M- MMA under there, too. I, everybody, Adam Silver, knocked it. You see the NFL try to steal him. Bro, he listens. I didn't see that. I didn't peep that at all. Yeah, the NFL tried to t- try to get him. When? Oh, a couple years ago. Smart, smart. Yeah, they he tried. Great. They tried, and the NBA was like, no, my brother. <laughs> you may <Yeah>. not. <laughs> Yeah, Adam Silver is great. I mean, he's a he's a players commissioner. He listens. He makes the right changes. He does, and he doesn't delay changes. When it's time for a change, he makes a change. If something doesn't work, he changes changes it. And that's what you want out of a leader: someone who's flexible, someone who listens, who's not too full of themselves. They can humble themselves and, and make and pivot at any point in time. And that's what I like about Adam Silver. And All Star Week in Chicago was. All of Adam Silver's work thus far on full display. Oh, dude, it, it was a beautiful thing to watch. And um, every aspect of the weekend was amazing. I was very fortunate to be able to go to some of the events. I was uh, invited and I was luckily to be able to go and check out and hang out with the guys at First Take, which was really amazing experience. Um, and been able to go out there and do that and see how that was all, you know, put together and things of that nature. I also got a couple goodies before I left, so that's really dope. Um, really being ingratiated um, with everything that's been going on with All Star, seeing all the different events and everything that was happening around the city, fam. Chicago was popping this weekend. Oh, trust me, my Instagram story was lighting up. I, I got a few friends that throw a lot of those events. Um, you know, there was a couple stuff. There was something going on with uh, who's that guy that sings? Tory Lanez, uh, Dave East. Yeah, um, yeah. Oh, I know exactly what you're talking about. Yep. Yeah. Of course, I call. I saw uh, you know Don C at a bunch of events. Um, hey, because he's yeah, so, from here, bro. Don C is Chicago yeah, oh, dude. Yeah. Oh, oh, yeah, definitely. But yeah, I saw it was all a bunch of because my friends throw it. A bunch of my friends that were there got to go, Aww. so it was all over my timeline. I'm out here in my bed watching you having FOMO. <laughs> you, the show. <laughs> Yo, I've never watched. I heard it's a good show, but real quick, man. Um, lastly, I wanted to say about the All Star Game, the intro with Common. Holy shit, man! I missed it, bro. I missed it, bro. Oh my god! Look, I'll, I'll be honest. With you. So first and foremost. He did this entire thing. It was like spoken word, doing videos, going about, you know, talking about the city itself, not only the city itself, but then he went out there and started going about all of our history from our basketball players, from Mark McGuire to to Isaiah Thomas, Dwayne Wade, like the way that he put it together was beautiful. And then my man went out there and freestyled the intros. He even rhymed something with Akata Patumpo, whatever the fuck dude's name is. Bruh. So I've 
seen Common perform before, so little known fact, Common did a short stint at where else but Florida A&M University. Um, he came down there once for a concert, and he he I think he does that a lot. He freestyles at his shows, and he was freestyling on a spot, referencing things in Tallahassee, which is where FAMU is located. So I mean, let him yeah, know. Common is let him know. Great performer. Oh yeah, yeah. You know, all day Florida A&M, and he didn't graduate. But I mean, it don't matter. We claim him. He's ours. Hey, bro. Hey, hey. So lot, just as much as you claim the common from Chicago, we claim a couple, uh, common at FAMU. No, that's just all good. Know. That is all good. He, he's a Chicago dude. But you know what, man? The Chicago contingency who's gone to FAMU and refs FAMU, bro, we we thick. Bro, it's a lot. So, I told you my friends were out there throwing events. They all from Chicago. Fact. Um, fact. Not from my, my line of brothers. I can talk. I'm used to saying friends when I'm talking to people at work. Don't don't expect them to understand what a line brother is. But yeah, my line brothers. Hey man, um, for those of us who do not know and do not understand on this podcast, it is A Fi A all day. That's how we get down. My man's and B Cam. Everybody, that's what we do here. Oh yeah. First and the greatest, always. That, that's it, so, man. Bef- before we get into anything else, I need to yes. say a quick, quick, quick hot take. Oh, oh, Who oh, won your, your opinion? Oh, Who yeah, won the gun contest? Oh, man. All right, so I would not have been mad with the tie. To be honest with you, I wouldn't have been mad with the tie, but Aaron Gordon should have won because he had more of a variety of... Is it Aaron Gordon, right? No? What's his name? Aaron Gordon. You're right. Okay. You got it. I think he had a, a more of a variety of dunks, right? Um, it got to a point in time where uh, Jones was just essentially doing the same variation of a couple different dunks, but I'm going to be honest with you, man. The joint that he did where Buddy threw the joint off the backboard and he caught it and he put that joint between his legs and boomed it fan, while jumping over dude's head? Holy shit. Dude, it, it, I, I mean, either way, nobody got robbed. It, it could have gone either way. But uh, I, I think just because of the sheer variety of different types of dunks and my man's essentially getting a 10 each time, bruh, it, 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 it had to be Gordon. So unpopular opinion, I think the public, not not you, of course, but I think the public was dick riding Gordon a little bit. He did some he did great dunks, but to me, Derek Jones, his finishes, and obviously we're talking about a dunk competition, but when you're doing so much in the air, sometimes the finish isn't as emphatic. And that's what a dunk has to be. It has to be emphatic. It has to give you that boom. And his ups and height are so crazy that he was doing all of this in the air. And still yamming. Like he was coming down with power. And to me, his performance throughout was actually better than Aaron Gordon. I think Aaron Gordon actually got gifted a couple of those 50s. Now, those early 50s that, shouldn't have been 50s. I'm with you. 1,000% exactly. I'm with but you. But that's that's what his whole argument is based off of. I got 50X amount of times. And I'm like, yes, you know, maybe you got robbed a bit in the. I was. Overtime? I'm Overtime talking about the, the championship rounds. If we're looking at championship rounds, right? Because rounds eleven and twelve. It, exactly. Those, 11, those, eleven and twelve in a dunk competition. Exactly. The, those rounds, Aaron Gordon won. Right. I'm going with him. The joint that he got tossed off the side of the backboard and he caught it with one hand. Did the whole, you know, no, win. No. Dog. Oh my God. That was beautiful. That 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 there was the best dunk of the night. That was the best singular dunk of the night. But, yo, Jones, man, I mean, dude, and, windmilling and Aaron, from the free throw line is nuts. Bro, I mean, you, did you Come see the on, video? Son. Did you see, actually, did you see the videos of your boy, Zach Levine, trying to 360? Yeah. No, no, he line. said he put it down. He's like, yeah, I know. I've actually made that, it now. now I, I see it. Bruh. I see it. No, hey, that's I what everybody it. said. Everybody was like, bro, until we see it, nah, I ain't going for it. But he said, yo, I got a question for you. Is if I was it? with him in person, like, I mean, I saw the video. I damn sure believe him. Yo, but is, is Zach Levine a top 30 player in the NBA? 30? Yeah. I, I Honestly, I'm, I'm going to be real with you and the people. I haven't, like, I'm just getting into the NBA this year. You know us, like... I would call myself, I'm an NBA fan, 
But like un- unless the Knicks are good, I'm a casual NBA fan. So I don't really get into it until after football ends. So I'm like just starting to get into the season. I'm looking at the All-Star game. Like, who are these motherfuckers? Facts. Oh, about 15 motherfuckers from the Pacers in that game. I was like, Yo, how? Real. <laughs> hey, don't get it twisted. So oh, the only reason I've gotten is, is deep into basketball as I have over the last year or so. Um, it's because I work with a number of guys who play in the league. I work with a number of guys whom, you know, play overseas and so it's essentially in my circle now so i i kind of just have conversation with these dudes i kind of have to pay attention a little bit um so that's kind of why i know a little bit more about it right now but dude no all in all bro great event dunk contest was great big men aren't big men anymore because the big men win the skills competition every fucking year now um, it which is nuts because guards can't pass. Three point contest was nuts. Just a great event. And yo, the way that these dudes went out there and played defense, like that fourth quarter was you knew it was gonna be trouble when all of a sudden you heard the clock get everybody's getting subbed in and you looked over there and it was LeBron, Kawhi, James Harden, and Anthony Davis checking in the game. I was like, oh, it's it's or it's it's now now we about to start playing. <laughs> well before you go any further, I need to apologize because I sat up here last week. We discussed the uh all-star game a little bit and bro, no way I thought that Janky ass format was gonna work, dude. It felt but like it did. A, it, it was a it was a legitimate pickup game. That's like what you it still, felt like. But you still had the fun of the All Star game. Oh, absolutely. It was it was it, the the fact that they had that competing for the money for charity in between, dog. Every aspect of it was gold. They, dude. They 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 surpassed everything. And that, the last thing I was gonna say. In terms of Common's intro, the like spoken word things, fam, I ain't gonna stunt, man. I should have teared. The way he repped my city, bro, I have never been so proud to be from here, bro. It was such a good feeling to be from Chicago in that moment. Yeah, I heard Chicago put the guns away for the weekend. No, did nobody get touched this weekend, fam? Hey, uh, OGs did they job? Yo, hey, 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 hey young boys, not it, not, not, not today. today. We gotta not rep our today. city the right way, and you know what, man? We rep, dude. It was it was beautiful. The city repped it. it they repped the way it was supposed to. I met Stephen A. Smith. It, I, it was good, man. One time for Shot Town. Y'all did a good job this weekend. I appreciate you, family. I appreciate you, man. We, we need some sound, some some uh, sound bites. Just press the clapping button, man. It. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I'll I put that in post. So don't worry. Uh, <laughs> um. All right, man. But look, man, we have a lot to get to. A we lot. Do. We got a lot to get to, man. And, um, and and there's no better place to start than the Valentine's Day weekend. Ryan Garcia goes out there, does work, stops Francisco Fonseca in the very first round with a beautiful check left hook. Bro, is Ryan Garcia the real deal? Right now, I mean, you, you you can't say he's not. So, I mean, and it depends what you see the real deal as. You know, every time we talk about the real deal, we want to see a guy as a top five pound for pound fighter. And maybe that is what Ryan Garcia's future holds. We're not really sure. We haven't seen him in deep waters yet. And he still does some things that I don't really like. Like yeah. that chin is up just a little bit too high in his stance. I am so I happy you said that. I, Oh. I don't like that. That is bothersome. You know, he, he gonna he gonna get his pretty face touched up. That's not what you want. And I would, I can't imagine they're not addressing that in camp. So maybe it gets better. And he's still pretty new with Eddie Reynoso. So let's remember that. However, man strength, that is a thing. And that seems to be settling in. That left hook is actually the same left hook, I believe, that put Duno away. It's the exact same left hook, actually. The, the phantom left hook, because we didn't even see that. I thought it was a right that put Duno, it, Duno it went until quick, I watched the breakdown. Quick, bro. It was quick. This time, it was a lot more obvious. That left that left hook, that check hook is lethal. And it, it landed, it didn't even look like it landed flush. It like, wasn't necessarily like the cleanest on the chin knockout, but Buddy was gone. He... You know what he did, and one thing that he did really well, and, and I've watched it a number of times, but 
I think he understands that his chin is in the air a lot. And the way he 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 cloaked that, he was able to put both hands up. And anytime his opponents get close, if you notice, he'll put his he'll put a really high guard. Now, it does leave his body open, but nobody's been able to exploit it because he's so fast. So he puts his his guard up. And the moment that Duno saw that, he opened up to throw a hook himself. He not Duno, I'm sorry, Fonseca. He saw that. And the moment he took his hand away from his face, yo, that left hook came in there like Zeus's thunderbolt, fam. Payow. Hit dude, yeah, so it was a wrap. I believe what was happening was uh, Fonseca was trying to counter Garcia's jab. Yeah, that's exactly so what was happening. He would, yes. he, would put it, he would put it out there. And I think Garcia actually went for that hook a few seconds before. Mm-hmm. Missed it. Yep. Landed perfectly, fight over. I, I didn't expect a, another first-round knockout. That's just not what you expect from really any 135-pounder outside of maybe Tank Davis, but especially a guy like Ryan Garcia. We are seeing his power develop uh, right before our eyes. And Eddie Reynoso, what a job he has done. The difference, I mean, it's there. We don't have to question it. We, we are watching the difference. It is obvious. It is evident. However, as evident as it may be, we won't know the difference until he gets into a fight. Well, I'm glad you said that, right? And and essentially for all your takes, I, I thoroughly agree. But I'm going to say this. It seems like he's heading towards a collision course for Jorge Linares. For those of us who do not know, Linares is a legitimate t- a former title, t- title holder. Um, he's a contender, 47 and 5, 29 knockouts. He is the, one of the guys, the only guys that I've seen, he put, he put Loma down. We can't forget about that. He did drop Loma at one point in time in their fight. He got so, schooled. So just a, just a bit of history on Jorge Linares, to, uh, to Sergio's point. He did give Lomachenko, the only man to put Lomachenko down. However, Lomachenko's most recent fight against Luke Campbell, Linares beat Luke Campbell as well. He did. Yep. So I mean, he's a Linares is a legitimate he, guy. He's a legitimate guy, but he lost a lot of that luster when he moved up to 140 mm-hmm. and got knocked out by Cano in the first round. That's not something you you, you don't see first top guys don't get but knocked out. But you know what we can say round. though? That, I mean, here's the thing. He moved up it seems as if more than anything else that's an aberration. I don't know if that's a trend. Now, it's something something to do with him being in Japan. That's what he's claiming. Yeah, so I just because he's such a great champion and let's be honest, he looked good this last time out also. I'm going to give him the benefit of the doubt. He looked good against someone he was supposed to look good against. It, it, but, but that's but again, that's what you're supposed to do. That's the job. That that is the job and I mean, I'm not here to argue whether Jorge Linares is over the hill or not. What I am saying is that, you know, who Jorge Linares was, what's happened to him, and why this is a very, very, very compelling mashup. Absolutely. Because it is. Absolutely. Now, the thing that I was thinking about is this. 135. We've talked about 54. We've talked about heavyweight. Yo, 35. Stacked. Let's, let's, Let's just talk about the top guys. Lomachenko. Teofimo Lopez, Tank Davis, Devin Haney, Ryan Garcia. These are all 35ers. Hey, you still got Luke Campbell out there. Exactly. Dude. Still got Robert Easter out there, Richard Comey, this, Jorge Linares. This weight class is stacked. And you think about all the possible matchups that we actually have in the future. I mean, look, Devin Haney was in in the uh, was in in the uh, in the ring afterwards talking trash. Um, now, granted, people um, want to sit there and say they they have history in the past. They fought six times in the amateurs. Devin Haney won six times in the amateurs. Um, he did not win six times in the amateurs. Hey, that, they, they they said it was split. Other people said it was all Haney. I think it was something like four to two Haney. That's what it sounds like. It actually mm-hmm. is the, is the reality. Yeah, um, I think we're giving Haney. We're, we're biased on Haney, but we it, are it sounds Haney, like but it, it, it sounds like it was probably four, two, three, three in that realm. In that realm. In the last time they fought, Haney did win in their last Correct. matchup. 
Um, oh, none of that really matters. It doesn't in, matter. The amateur, it's a different game. Amateur boxing is a totally different game, but they do have history. So seeing them in the ring is one thing. Now, really quick before I move on to the next fight of the weekend, um, Tank Davis was chirping about both of those guys. Is Tank Davis a fight that you would want to see? It seems like Tank Davis said that he wants to see both of these guys mature before he fights them. I don't know how much more he wants them to mature. I think it's a cop-out. But do, do you want to see that fight? And if this fight happened now, seeing that what we've seen, what chances would you actually give Ryan Garcia against Tank Davis at this present moment in time? I mean, I, I would like to see you give Ryan Garcia a little bit more respect than what chances do you give him? Like, I think he's earned that at this point. I no, think I'm, has- I'm going like, to be honest with you. I At this point in time, I'm actually going with the underdog. I would favor Ryan Garcia. Okay, and I'm not. I'm not favoring Ryan Garcia. I'm still and you know picking why. and fa- I, you picking, know why. And picking I, and yeah. I'm still picking Tank. I'm still favoring Tank. I like Tank to get up for that fight. Um, but Ryan Garcia has been putting the work in, and I mean everything that we've seen from Ryan Garcia compared to everything that we've seen from exactly. um, Tank. I mean, it, it's they're going in op- opposite directions right now. Yep. Obviously, the one, the, the number one guy, Oscar De La Hoya, a year ago. Hey, no, you know. We're, you know, we're going to let Ryan Garcia grow a little bit. And when he's ready for that, you know, then we'll get him the fight against Tank. And now what's that, he that, saying? That, now he's like, yo, Floyd, uh, he's like, yeah. you know, we, we're not going to fight again. Let's have these two fight. Oscar De La Hoya's a funny man. He's actually really funny. Like, I, I, he cracks me the hell up, man. But regardless, look, it's a fight that I want to see in the future. Um, I, I can't wait. I think Ryan Garcia is a legitimate star in the making. Um, I hope that he keeps his head on his shoulders. Um, we'll see what happens. I just don't want him to go by the via the way of Tank. I think Tank come, trying to talk trash about Haney and them, I think it's trash. Because guess what? These guys are starting to move up in competition, and Tank ain't doing shit but getting arrested and choking women in the first row. But, you know, honestly, if that's a good fight, let's say that goes at least four right and it's a good fight then neither of those fighters lose anything Facts. and that's the that, that's where we need to be headed with this sport you know you Man, can take you a sound look like you've been talking fight. to me more often bro what's up with that i've been talking too much bro Man, <laughs> that is exactly what i would say yeah i agree exactly who cares about a loss bro let's make these fights happen all right speaking of making fights happen one of our personal favorites Caleb Plant went out there and put on a show this weekend. Uh, he ended up getting a 10th round knockout, a TKO, should I say, of Feinberts, um, who was also in his own right. He was 31-3 and with 28 knockouts. Caleb Plant is, moves his record now to 20-0 and with 12 KOs. Um, man, my personal thoughts in here, I, I'll go first with this one, man. Um, in terms of Caleb Plant, man, I think he looked phenomenal. Um, I think he showed so much. I think he showed great conditioning. I think he showed speed, power, amazing lateral movements, quality jabs, right hands, body shots. The list goes on and on. Granted, he had an opponent that he was able to do that with, but one of the, I think he was able to show his game and really go out there and put on a show for his fans. Yo, that arena was popping. They were in there, cheered it up. My man's was out there. He went out there in front of his people in Nashville and put on an absolute show. I think Caleb Plant showed just about everything he could possibly show us this past weekend. He threw every single punch, mixing it up to the body and the head, showing great, showing great footwork, showing amazing defense. The boy didn't get touched. I mean, and blowing kisses in and, the ring. And my my biggest thing is the killer instinct. And we've gone back and forth about this. When guys, I think so there, there's certain this. guys that are supposed to get other guys out of there. I, I, I think Plant, you're so right. Did he not get a knockout? Did he not get a no, TKO? He, yeah, he, he did. He did. Did, 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 he not, did he knock out his last opponent? Ooh, yes. yes he, the, what the fuck are you talking about? I'm talking about in general. Did, when, did, when did, guys, again, we're talking about a fighter. And again, you cannot say that when someone's knocked out their last two opponents. Wait, hold on. I, you didn't even let me get my thought out. You're right. That, I apologize. That, that, I apologize. That got you, got I, you real, real, real aggressive. Let me, let me finish the thought. Go ahead. Go ahead. Let go me, ahead. Let me, let me get 15 I seconds, 15 seconds back. So, Do you think? 
I, I know Sergio and I will go back and forth about this, not necessarily about Clay, Caleb Plant, but fighters in general, when they have a fight that they're supposed to win and they don't get that guy out of there, sometimes I tend to take issue with that. And not everybody is going to go. I understand that. But Caleb Plant, one thing I loved about this performance is that he showed... I apologize Oh, gosh, man. He, I loved that he showed the killer instinct. He knew this guy was not on his motherfucking level. So he got to go. He can't finish this fight. He not throwing any punches. So I'm going to just shoot shine him to the ref stop the fight. But I love that killer instinct. That's and, and then on top <laughs> of that, shine buddy to the end of the fight. <laughs> and, and, and and then, you know, you have the star power. You know, there's not a lot of great white boxers. Let's just be honest. It is what it is what it is Yo, in 2020. Oh, there's man. not a lot of great white boxers. Nashville is a whether you've been or not, Serge, I'm not sure if you've been. I've been it's there. a pretty it's a pretty cracking city. A lot of people don't know that, but Nashville well, is Nashville a big pops. city. Yeah. That arena was packed. For Yo, Caleb. do you know that Nashville is is top three in terms of bachelor parties and bachelorette parties? I'm not surprised, bro. I, yeah. I mean, yeah, I'm not. I'm not going there for my no fuck party, no. But, I'm not either. But I mean, I, I know there's a, you know, a, a lot of people that may not be black that you know get get married right out of college that may want to go there. Hey man, yeah. there's I'm also not. some from brothers and sisters from you know South. We have to respect that. They're not going to Nashville, Gene. I'm, I'm just saying, bro. Hey, they different type they, of brother people like us, man. We, no, we from up they're, north. They're man. not going to Nashville for the. Who the fuck went to Nashville for their bachelor party? Who? I don't know. What I, niggas I, do you I, know? I, I, nigga, I don't know. Niggas I know go to fucking Costa Rica or the DR. I'm be honest with you. Costa Rica, DR, shit, New Orleans, Vegas. No, New Orleans. Yeah, hey, what about my brother went to New Orleans? Yes, New Orleans. It, it, now, if you gonna invite me, talking about, I want to do my bachelor ba- bachelor party in nah, Nashville. We, we gonna, I'm gonna have a side we, eye for you. We going. I'm Columbia, gonna have a side bro. eye for you. Hey, bro. Hey, Let, hey, Columbia. I, bro, I I was the best man. I planned the Medellin bachelor, bachelor party. Oh, I'm well, good. That means whenever that happens for me, you're gonna be the first person I call. <laughs> Nigga, I, I got experience. I got contact. <laughs> I, I, I got a crib. Yo, I got you, a crib. Hey, 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 fam, my ship lives there right now. You're what? Oh, we, we from we from Illinois. We we do we do a little different. He's my line brother. Ah, oh, okay. Because we okay. do we we call we call it up here is ships. So it's like, yeah. So Sands is everybody who crossed at the same time as us. I'm but here. my but my ship is who I was online with. Mm, okay. Yeah. Okay. We on the that. same ship. Yep. Got that. Okay. Yes. Medellin is cracked. When, whenever you're ready. Just I, I just need a text. I, I it, mean, it ain't bro, nothing. I, 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 I don't think I'm getting married anytime soon. I'm just saying. I, I, I'm, I'm just saying. If, if you ever, if you ever just shit, you, you, you don't have, you don't have to get married. You just, just want to go. Don't tell me that. Oh, we can do that. <laughs> All right. Um, but yo, look, man, um, Caleb Plant, and again, I do apologize. I, I was aggressive because I know we've had this conversation before, and I thought you were going back that route. And you know what? I made an assumption, and when I made you make assumptions, you make an ass of yourself, and you see what happens. So I apologize. Um, but I mean, e- either way, Caleb Plant, amazing performance. He showed me about everything that I would want to see. Um, if I had to be nitpicky, and I text Sergio about this, I believe he disagrees. Caleb Plant sure. does slow down a bit. He in didn't fight. slow down in this fight. Even I, I be- even Dan, I, dude, I went back and I because you said that, and I think this is why I was so I was ready to jump. <laughs> I went back and I've watched that fight three times in its entirety. There is not one moment in that fight where he slows down. I felt like his feet, his legs slowed down. Dude, last couple rounds because he started sitting down on some punches more. There was nothing. His conditioning looked amazing, and that's one thing that I will never sit there. A, a fighter that has never showed signs of slowing down, and then because of you, you said that. I went back and I watched this fight with Ugaku, or Uzgaku, whatever the hell his name is. Uzkatsugi. It's yeah, not him that too. hard. Uzkatsugi, him. I went back and I watched that fight as well. He didn't slow down in that fight. It was a tough, gritty fight. But you have to remember when somebody's actually going out there and putting up that type of volume, like they're going to do that. He, he, he showed incredible conditioning. He showed amazing, you know, um, pacing and, and again, everything. He had the entire thing. I thoroughly disagree in, in the idea that he slowed down. I do not believe he slowed down. Um, again, I've watched this fight three times in its entirety. I, 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 I could not agree more or disagree more. Okay. I, I mean, I, I hear you. I'm, I'm going to look at the... 
the scorecards from that fight. Right? Yeah, because you know who I who I will absolutely say slowed down? Gary Russell Jr. absolutely slowed down at the end of his fight. See, I didn't think he had issues. I thought he I thought he, he slowed down. Literally I literally lost his like the last like portion of that fight. Yeah, I like I said, I, I hear I hear what you're saying, but looking at Plant lost three to four, you know, out, out of the last four or five rounds of the Uzkotsky fight. And to me, I noticed it here again. Mm. And so while you, while you may say it's not an issue, I'm literally looking at the round-by-round scorecards for this fight. And all of the judges have rounds 9, 10, and 12 for Uzkatsuki. So, I mean, if we're going to look out for anything, that could be a storyline heading into a fight with a guy, whenever this may be, heading okay. into a well, fight. Like- I'm glad you brought that up. And that's a beautiful segue to my next point. We both agree that Benavidez should be his next opponent. Benavidez, the other champion at the weight class, 22-0, 19 knockouts, only 23 years old. Um, Benavidez has a mandatory to take care of. He does. He's going to go ahead and fight Avani Yildirim, and uh, that's supposed to be in the spring. And Yildirim is 21-2, 12 KOs. His last fight, he lost to Anthony Durrell. We saw what uh, Benavidez did to Durrell, so we can assume what's going to happen um also plant all in that in that same breath is hopefully we'll fight two more times this year that's obviously the hope he'll probably have another person as mandatory but people brought up a couple great options right and i'm gonna put these out here for you and i want to hear what you got to say oscar de la hoya would try to make a fight between caleb plant and canelo alvarez he actually hit up Al Heyman, and that was in negotiations. That fight did not come to fruition because they wanted that fight in May. Caleb Plant just got done. He said, look, I'll only have like a month or so to train, like like a week off, and he go right back into camp. Their team said that wasn't the best look. They're like, we want to have that fight, but I think it's not going to happen now. So the fight that it seems like might end up happening Lionel Thompson, I think, will be an amazing matchup in his next fight. Tough dude. Beat, how you say buddy's name again? Because I... I, I Uskatsuki. Thank you. He actually beat Uskatsuki um, in his last time out. I think that... that was an upset. It was. So I think that in itself would be an amazing matchup. Tough matchup, gritty dude. Um, that would be awesome. Also, on a two-fight win streak, name recognition... Tough dude beat somebody you really like in Peter Quill in his last time out, Alfredo Angulo. That would be also a very fun fight. Those are two fights that I can see Caleb Plant having this year that I would really be entertained with. I don't see the David Benavidez fight, unfortunately, happening till Q1 next year. Wait, wait, wait. So, so uh, I feel like you asked me a question, but then just kept going. So, were you asking? No, I was saying, in terms of these opponents, who would you like to see him fight next? Well, before I even get to that, I do want to address the whole Canelo situation. I felt like that was a great, and and I'm typically not a, I, I don't think either of us or fans in general are fans of boxers turning down big fights like Caleb Plant seemingly just did. However, this isn't a situation where we're talking about Sergey Kovalev getting a payday that he will never see again. Exactly. So he's forced to put his body through this. We look at the 168-pound division, and I think Plant has maybe fought, uh, started at 160, fought, and he's been at 168 for a, a few years now, and he'll probably stay there for a while. He's always in shape. Lean. He's, My man is he's lean. A, He's he's a young guy. 27 let, years let, old. Let's look at some of the names in that division. Ooh. Obviously, we have David Benavides. We have Callum Smith. Yep. We have Canelo Alvarez yep. looking to fight 68. We have Billy Joe Saunders. Yep. We have David Lemieux. We have Daniel, Daniel Jacobs. We still have the Durrell brothers. All I'm saying is that Caleb Plant is a star in the making, and he has enough fights at 168 without Canelo that he can force that Canelo fight at a time, at a more opportune time where he has the, So, but so, I mean, it, he isn't on his last leg. He has a mm-hmm. long career ahead of him, win or lose against some of these guys. Did so, you hear what you know, he said I, about that? I mean, from, from, from what I heard, it was just the fact that he didn't have enough time to train. He didn't have enough time for his body to heal. Exactly. And, and that's what it was. And the way he said it was so matter of fact. Yo, my man's be out there. He be looking pissy. You're right. 
You 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 he's did put that on the angry. head. <laughs> always, I don't get it. Like he's always angry. I mean, like he, he looks like. I mean, he, he's he came up rough, but I mean, he, he's doing well for himself. He has the biggest fight. I mean, but yeah, he has yeah, a man, chip on it. He's just always angry. Hey, yeah, we ain't, we ain't gonna go into that. Man, that's that's the phone. He, he ain't gonna beat me up. <laughs> <laughs> I ain't going. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, bro. Um, let's hope you don't listen to this co- podcast because uh, he will be pulling up at your local gym. Um, I will be here in Boston. Hey, man, I, hey, tell me, he, if he came at me with all that stuff, we just said that he has a lovely young lady. I have a lovely young lady of my my, of my own right. I'm not, I'm not, approaching. I'm just saying, brother, you did well for yourself. Congratulations. He absolutely did. Um, you know, and uh, he's definitely uh, on the trading block, look, looking to trade, uh, you know, one of these Negroes that want to go support Donald Trump. Oh, bro. He's stop, already stop on the squad. He's one of us. Can't we trade number away? <laughs> <laughs> Yo, man, y'all can take Gail. We'll take Caleb Plant. Damn. Gone like that. Gone. Whew. It is what it is, man. It is what it is. All right, real quick. Um, that's awesome. Anything else you want to finish about Caleb Plant at all? No, sir. All right, man. Let, let's let's get into the nitty gritty. Let, let's go ahead and talk about this. Um, this upcoming weekend, we have the super fight, the biggest heavyweight title fight of our generation. Deontay the Bronze Bomber Wilder. Tyson, the Gypsy King, Fury. Fury, 29-0, one draw. Wilder, 40, 41-0, one draw. Each man has come out. They seem confident. There's not, have you noticed there's not a lot of, it doesn't seem like there's the same type of buzz as last time. It seems a little quiet. I, I think Tyson Fury is at the point where he feels like he's established himself. So any of the clown antics that he would typically put on, he's just not moving forward with. And without that, Deontay Wilder is, you know, essentially doing his normal Deontay Wilder, Wilder thing. But he's even been a bit more tame. I think both sure. of these guys is, are, are so focused on what is a historic event that we're heading towards this Saturday night, February 22nd, that, I mean, the fight has sold itself. They don't yes. have to spend the time marketing marketing a fight like they would... If you want, if you want marketing, just watch the first fight. Absolutely, one thousand percent, man. Um, look, man, the first fight was was an instant classic, and uh, and this one, I think a lot of people believe it's going to be the same. It's interesting hearing analysts and people talk about it. Obviously, I think everyone would agree. If we're talking about strictly boxing, Tyson Fury is the more elite boxer. But if we're talking about fighting. Deontay Wilder is has that dog in him, and 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 there's in again arguably the most power in heavyweight history. Yes, no. I, I think that's where we at. Like the most power in heavyweight history. Yeah, that's, I, just that, that's where I'm at. I, I think what he has shown, combined with the idea of human evolution, he's just the most powerful heavyweight we've ever seen. Ever seen, absolutely. And, and can, can he's I, always can in I, shape. Can I reference a quote that uh, I heard Tyson Fury say Please. on the uh, Costello and Bunce podcast, which I was listening to today? That shit cracked me up. He said, <laughs> Deontay, Deontay, fighting Deontay Wilder is like fighting a seven-year-old with an AK-47. <laughs> Yo! Yo! <laughs> yeah, yeah, I, I, I can see that. Yeah, I, I can see it too. But the shit was funny. Um, oh my gosh, that shit was hilarious. But um, yeah, I mean, Deontay Wilder definitely has that dog in him. They both prove, you know, they're both dogs in their own right. They Absolutely. come to the table with very different styles, and I think that's what's so captivating about the fight. One thing I do like is that heading into the fight, a lot of a lot of these guys have gone back and watched the first fight, and you know. For so long, you know, in the years following the fight, it's been about a year and a half or so, everyone will tell you, hey, Tyson Fury was robbed. But a lot of guys have gone back and watched that fight. The first six rounds, maybe they feel, see it a little bit differently. Mm-hmm. Now you hear a lot a lot more, hey, that was a legit draw. Legit hey, draw. maybe Deontay Wilder edged it out. 
whatever the case may be, I, I think, you know, we've come to a consensus that the first fight was a draw. And that just makes the second fight all the much more of a, a, a pick em fight. And we've seen we've seen mixed things from now, both of these let, champions. Let me ask since you then. this. Do you feel and again, we have seen mixed things between both of them. I think we can both agree that in the time since they have fought, each man has had two fights. If we look at who has looked better, I think we can both agree that Deontay Wilder has absolutely looked better in the last two fights, right or wrong. Not only are you right, Deontay Wilder could have looked worse. His level of opposition was just much higher. Absolutely. And, and he went out there and not only won, he starched these dudes. Um, go ahead. What were you about to say? No, I was absolutely. And I mean, he showed, I mean, especially in the Luis Ortiz fight, he can set that punch up. He, he showed he can patience. Wait. He showed he a lot of patience. Set. And um, that's maybe something new because in the first fight, that's important. Because in the first fight, he said, I was forcing it. He said over and over, I was forcing it the entire fight. And I think we've agreed, and I've said this. And, and here's the thing, I, and I want everybody to understand I am a huge Tyson Fury fan. I think Tyson Fury is amazing for boxing. I love his skill set. I love everything that he brings to the heavyweight division. I love the fact that these two men seem like they have a huge amount of respect for one another. And I think that they are both taking this fight extremely serious. Um, I, I think I love Deontay Wilder's quote and the way he says, look, man, to beat me, you have to be perfect for the all 12 rounds. Every moment of everything, all I have to be is perfect for one second. And that's it. And he's right. He's absolutely correct. Um, I think we can both agree. And again, let me, let me put it just on me. I looked at the last fight and I thoroughly believe that Deontay Wilder, one thing I did not know, and I think a lot of people didn't understand, is that Deontay Wilder, right before the fight with Tyson Fury, had a broken arm. Not only did he have a broken arm, he broke his right arm. His big power was broken going into that fight. He literally just got a cast off, and it happened 12 weeks beforehand. It barely had enough time to heal. Now, I think Tyson Fury did an amazing job of getting under uh, Deontay Wilder's it, it, skin It was also. Tw 12, we 12 weeks before starting camp, not 12 weeks before the fight, just so we're clear. Okay, still. He, that means he's but, not that, That's a big yet. difference. That's a big it difference. Is a, it is a big difference, but at the same token, you can't throw that hand like you want to yet. It he, still I, hurts. I, I, I believe what he said at the time was that his hand was at 70% at the fight. Exactly. Yeah. So, and he's admitted, like, look, man, I was, I was, like you said, I was overshooting my shots. I was doing it. And if you look at it, I think he wanted to get Tyson out of there so bad because of some of the trash talk and some of the other shit. He definitely was overshooting his shots. I don't see that happening. Now, Deontay Wilder also looks so much better in rematches. So much better in rematches. What happened? You good? I sound was odd for a second. We back. Oh, okay. Um, he, he he gets so much better in rematches. Um, the way he starched Bermain Stavern, the way he starched Luis Ortiz. So when he has an opportunity to see you already, he knows what you bring to the table. And I, I think that his boxing IQ and the way that he adapts is far better than I think a lot of people give him credit for. Yeah, I would absolutely agree. I mean, I, I think at this point... The the boxing fans, the the actual boxing fans, not the casuals who are tuning in for this fight, understand that Deontay Wilder does have at least decent boxing IQ. He may he's not he may not be Floyd, he may not even oh, be Fury, he no. may not be Canelo, but he does what he needs to to set up that punch. And at the end of the day, when he's knocking motherfuckers out like he is, that's really all that matters. And so Deontay Wilder, he did what he did, needs to do in the first fight. Rounds nine and twelve, he had, he made those adjustments, and if we say that arm was at seventy percent the first fight, it's going to be a hundred percent coming into this fight. And Deontay Wilder is essentially is it's like two training camps. They said when he started training camp, he was already like week three because it was so soon after Luis Ortiz fight. Yep. And I've seen the pictures. Deontay Wilder does not look two oh nine. We're we're no, we're talking no. we're talking in the in the in the high teens two twenty ish area. We're not going to get to two thirty, but high teens two twenty ish. That's that's, and that's where him at his fight. best. Now I'm glad you brought up weight. It has been confirmed that Tyson Fury is going to come in at minimum. 270 pounds and he do, he's doing that because he wants to be able to sit down on his punches and try to knock Deontay Wilder out do you think that's a mistake so 
what Tyson Fury has done well throughout his career is that he's able to throw his punches while he moves. Now, obviously, when you do that, you don't get a, as much leverage in your shots. You're not able to hurt your opponent as easy with those shots, but you are able to constantly put your hands on them. And that's what Tyson Fury does well. He's not sitting down on those shots. When you sit down in your punches, you're not moving. When you're not moving, you're also in the danger zone. So in the first fight, Tyson Fury is able to move while he's punching, and that's going to get that gave Deontay Wilder trouble. And I would imagine this a similar tactic will give Deontay Wilder trouble in this second fight. Him sitting down his punches, I think one thing we forget is that Tyson Fury can hit Deontay Wilder. Absolutely. Not only can he hit Deontay Wilder, he can hurt Deontay Wilder. Which he did. So he it, did in the first round and he did in the 12th round. So if he's going to sit down and he lands some of those shots, Tyson Fury is more than capable of getting Deontay Wilder up out of there. However, when he sits, when he decides that he wants to sit down on these shots, he's comfortable enough to sit down and stand and in a fight with Deontay Wilder, he then puts himself in the danger zone as well. And we all know what happens at the end of Deontay Wilder's punches. And it ain't nothing nice. Not for that opponent. Dude, I, I think that if that is the plan that he's going in there doing, his father said it, his coaches are saying it, he's saying it, it could be gamesmanship. If that is what they go out there to do, I'm going to be the first to tell you it is going to be a short night for Tyson Fury. And not only is it going to be a short night for Tyson Fury, it is going to be another devastating Bermain Stavern style. I'm watching a guy who's damn near seven feet tall fall in sections. It is going to be terrible. I don't think it's that easy to say. While it's easy for us here to say that, hey, no, you know, I'm Tyson saying if, he's, if he stands, if he stands in the in, like, look, man, there's. I think that, and, and, and I don't want to get it confused. I'm not sitting there trying. I think that Tyson Fury's best way to victory is honestly very similar to the way that I thought Dom Reyes beat John Jones. You stay on your bike, you you cut angles, you use your athleticism. You never allow the power puncher to get steady. You have to keep turning them. Because if you give Deontay Wilder a moment to sit still, and if we, and we notice that it happened a couple, the two times that he actually stayed still in the last fight, he got cracked. If he does that, if he keeps his feet still, again, I think not enough people take into account um, Deontay Wilder's boxing IQ. I really don't. I'm hearing it, and it's also funny when you actually listen to some of the uh, the, the 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 other fighters in the game. A lot of fighters are are picking um, Deontay Wilder in this one. I, I think a lot of so and coaches before and I, coaches. But before I get there, I mean, I, I don't think whatever Tyson Fury's game plan is. I'm not going to write him off. I'm not going to say it's going to be a short night because Tyson Fury has proven time and time again he is capable of the impossible. He tackled yes. Klitschko, um, and then he came back from everything that he's he's dealt with. Shout out to him and was able to come to a draw with now, Deontay Wilder, quick, which included real, real getting off the mat in the 12th. I, I have so to it, say this, which you're right. I, I do agree with him getting off the mat. Deontay Wilder, in an interview that was released on ESPN today, um, made a great point. Nobody takes into account, they're like, what are you saying he was out of shape? He literally had two fights. And he had two full camps leading into that. So he had three camps in a year and a half. They're like, he was in shape. I, I don't he, like the narrative that he wasn't in shape. But he you was just he had was, two, two fights against professional fighters. You were two, in shape. Now, two, it might not have been against the upper echelon, but neither were the last two dudes you fought. So, in total, he dropped about, my understanding is he dropped about, as they would say, 10 stone. I found out a stone it's like is 14, 12, 14, 14, 14, 14, pounds 14, 14 pounds. So we talk about a guy who dropped like 140 pounds over the course of a year. The guys that he was fighting, he still had a lot of that extra weight. And he was still losing the weight. And even going into the fight, he was still dropping that weight. And what he's saying is that this camp, I don't have to focus on losing weight. All I have to focus on is fighting. 
And given what he came back from, that is something that we can believe. And we have seen what his body looked like that night. It was nothing pretty. And it probably won't be pretty come come this Saturday as well. Mm -hmm. However, what you can expect is him to be in a lot better shape than he was that first fight. Okay, I I, I can go for that. I can definitely I'm not going to say, you know, I I didn't see him gaff the first fight, so I'm not sure why we speak about wind as if that was an issue the first time around. Maybe he's... Did I say something uh, about wind? No, 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 not you. I'm just saying, just why that's a topic of conversation. Maybe he, he moves a little bit faster throughout, but I didn't see him gas at all the first time. So, I mean, I don't think, maybe you say he's a bit sharper because all he has to focus on in camp is boxing, but I don't think stamina will play an issue into this. Both guys are proven 12-round fighters. Absolutely. I think they both come in phenomenal shape. Um, I don't think because you have a little extra flab means you are you have less cardiovascular shape. I think Andy Ruiz proves that also. He's one of those guys. Um, um, so, hey, look, I'm, I'm not going for that, man. Um, all right. Pick time. Guru, how do you see this fight going down? What is your pick? I've despised this moment for a long time. Because I, it, it's so, I don't like being wrong. It's really so hard to pick. And, you know, at the end of the day, I'm picking with us. Yeah, I'm picking with uh, I'm I'm picking and whoever you want to say us is. If you want to say us is the Americans, us I'm here for brothers. It. If you want to say us is the brothers, I'm here for it as well. But at the end of the day, a guy like guys like Deontay Wilder, Floyd Mayweather, Andre Ward, these are guys the champions that fought we deserve. For, well, not 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 that. These are the these are guys that fought for our country in the Olympics. The Facts. bronze bomber Facts. because he won the bronze medal. And that's There's only after no, a year of training. There is no way. There is no way that any American should be rooting for Tyson Fury. Now, if you say, hey, I think he's going to win, that's one thing, that's you making a fight pick. But you should be behind the bronze bomber, Deontay Wilder. And by no means do I take anything away from Tyson Fury. He's an amazing, amazing fighter who who will go down in history. But on this day, to this day, I will be rocking with my guy, Deontay Wilder, the bronze bomber, by knockouts late knockout we're gonna go round 11 all right so i i I can echo everything that you said i believe that someone asked me recently about a pick and i and i the way my my response to it is i'm not gonna pick a white british dude over a black american guy i I said it in jest obviously i was kind of joking but at the same time it it, it, a little bit of is real um I'm, i'm rocking with my country um, but at the same time, I'm also, you know, I'm going with Deontay Wilder because I generally believe he's actually going to win the fight. I think his power is not human. And I think if he I think he does better now, I think I know he does better in rematches. He is extremely comfortable. He seems calm. He seems like a Tyson Fury is not getting under his skin in the same manner that it happened last time. I think he has all of his ducks in a row. I think he's going to go out there and put on a show and get an eighth round knockout. Eight. Nice. I, 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 I wanted to say six. I'm going to be honest with you. Yeah, I'm, I'm going. I'm going late for this one. Yeah. Um, it'll it'll be a great fight. I don't think. Great. I think it's going to be an you. amazing event. I cannot. It's my birthday weekend. I, I'm I'm looking forward to it. Now, okay, percentage wise, okay, chances Tyson Fury gets his second round knockout. Okay, it's boxing. Ten um, percent, not even. That, that's 10%. aggressive. I was going to go like three. I, I mean, I, honestly, I was going to say zero, but I was trying to make it seem like something. I, I just I don't see that happening. Because if he gets a second round knockout, we got to cancel the show next week. We'll just be back the next week because we were just so wrong. <laughs> like, for, for we real. were just so wrong. I, I, um, I don't see if there's going to be a second round knockout in any capacity. It's going to be Deontay Wilder. Okay. Yeah, I, I would imagine so. Yeah, that's my pick. And I'm, st- I'm, sticking, I'm sticking with, with it. it. All right. And, so, um, so check it out. I'm doing something. I ain't warning you about this one, but but I got something. I got something for you. I'm, we're gonna we're gonna. I, 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 I gotta pick your brain. I don't do well on the fly. I like to prepare. You know, I know I, in I know, advance. I but know. you know, we we. So I'm, I'm gonna let we'll, I'm gonna let you go because 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 I love you. But it, so we have 
if we had our dream matchups, Matchroom versus PBC. I'm gonna give you a I'm gonna give you a pick. I'm gonna give you two fighters, and I'm gonna t- and I want you to give me who's gonna win. All right. Okay. And I want you to see also how do you like the matchup. So, obviously heavyweight, Deontay Wilder, Anthony Joshua. Deontay Wilder. How's he get it done? What round? I mean, that kind of said it right. Not knockout in six. I, I'd say that would be knockout in three. It depends how Joshua wants to fight that day. It's knockout in three, regardless. All right. This one I think is going to be good. This would be for the super welterweight title. Manny Pacquiao versus Mikey Garcia. When does this fight happen? Like now? No, it's just hypotheticals. No, I mean, all, all, these, all these happen right now. Yes. Tomorrow. Oh, these today, fights happen. Today, okay. Yes, right now. I'm going to go with Mikey Garcia. All right. Um, I'd have to agree. All right. Next up. This I one. didn't feel great about the Mike Garcia pick. I'm just I'm just edging him. All right. WBC, WBO, middleweight championship of the world. Demetrius Andre, Jamal Charlo. I'm going with Andre. Ugh. I'm going with Jamal Charlo with the late knockout. Yeah, I don't I don't fault you at all. Um, I just think a lot of that movement is is going to be too much for Charlo to overcome. I, I think I think Charlo is more athletic. I think he he is more. I think his power, and I think that he is a smart enough and well schooled enough fighter um, to grind out a win on that one. I think he'll make it uncomfortable for Demetrius Andre. Demetrius Andre, I think, benefits from. Honestly, I think as tough as he is fighting sometimes, a lot of times, inferior competition out of no fault of his own. I think that uh, Charlo I mean, will... Both, both guys are fighting inferior competition. Absolutely, absolutely. But I'm talking about, I, I think, the skills that they bring to the table. I think he'll be able to stay in his chest and bother him. So I'd definitely go with Charlo on that one. All right. This is one that I love. WBC Light Heavyweight Lightweight Championship. Gervonta Tank Davis versus Devin Haney. I'm going to go with Devin Haney on this one. And that's difficult for me because Devin Haney isn't as proven as Javante Davis is. However, Devin Hay- Devin Haney just He's he, he, has, he has that spark in his eye. He I, has that spark yeah. in his eye. He's around the right people. He's doing the right things. He's saying the right right things. Boxing is boxing. Anybody right, can get we gotta hurry, we gotta hurry up with this one. We gotta hurry up. We almost done. We run out of time. Um, Devin, Devin this one's gonna hurt your heart. Caleb Plant versus Danny Jacobs. I'm going. I, I'm going to stay with Danny. Ooh, Caleb Plant gets this one. I think I, he's I'm not. Much. I'm not pick. Danny Jacobs is my favorite fighter. So I know he is. I know, and that's so, your New York boy. All right. Yeah, I mean, I, I last one. Last one. We got 30 seconds before we got to go. Dylan Wyatt, Andy Ruiz. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to say Ruiz. I am as well, man. Yo, this is going to be a great fight this weekend. I cannot wait. That was a little bit of fun. I appreciate you humoring me with that one right now, man. Um, brother. We ain't, we ain't even get to the Mayweather. As all, ah, well, well don't, don't worry. It's so, so, we, we can we, tackle we, that next week. It's we, not as important. Absolutely. Ain't no big fights coming up. Not at all. We'll talk about that. But, brother, I appreciate you, man. Anything else you want to touch on? Oh, not at all. Pleasure to be here, man. Always a pleasure, brother. Enjoy the Festa fights this weekend, bro. We will touch base soon. Peace out. Here. There we go. Man, yo, thank you as always to Brandon for coming on the show, man. It's always a good time. Uh, it's funny, yo. It really is a lot. There's, it's funny. He and I met each other through a mutual friend and... Um, Man, through this show itself, he and I have really developed a, a good friendship, man. That's one of my best friends in the world now, strictly from being able to talk about fights on this show, man. So uh, shout out to my boy, Brandon Camille. I know you guys enjoyed the episode. Um, but man, this weekend is going to be absolute fire. I can't wait, man. It's going to be a lot of fun. Um, this fight means a lot. And one thing that I've been thinking about with this is 
if the winner of this fight, whomever wins, are they the biggest name in boxing? Are they the face of boxing? And I will be honest with you. Unequivocally, yes. Absolutely. Look, man, boxing is good when the heavyweights are good. All combat sports are good when the heavyweights are good. People want to see giant men punch each other in the face. Let's just keep it a buck. That's what people love to see. People want to see that action. Look, man, it's not the same when you see a Floyd Mayweather. Yes, we appreciate the skills. But when you hear weights like 147 pounds, fam, most dudes is walking around at least a buck 80. So in the back of their heads, they're wrong. But in the back of their heads, they feel like, man, I can handle that dude. And again, it's just simply not the case. But when they see these massive heavyweights, one man is 6'9", 270 pounds. The other one is 6'7", 230. Those are the ones. Those are the guys that we look at and we say, oh, man, that's who it is. That's what we want to emulate after. Those are the men. So as always, man, we are super excited for this. Um, I can't wait. I can't wait to see what happens with this fight card. Uh, I cannot wait to break it down uh, later on. Usually this episode comes out on Friday. I will be releasing it, as you guys have noticed, a little early. Uh, but that's because I will be in L.A. this weekend. I am going to be enjoying the fights out there. Uh, I have a couple meetings and trying to bring some great content for you guys. And more importantly, fam, it's my birthday. So uh, I'm going to go ahead and kick it for the young B-Day, fam. Turning 34, so we have a good time with it uh so all in all man i hope you guys enjoy the episode i appreciate everyone for always tuning in to the greatest combat sports and culture show in the entire universe as you guys know we are brought to each week by sage eats remember they offer healthy meals and fitness mentoring they drop meals directly at your home or office if you live right here in the chicago land area if not it's cool. They have something for you. Nutrition consultation and fitness mentoring. They have one of their mentors hit you up right out programming that helps develop all of your needs, man. So check out Sage Eats at sageeatchicago.com. Check them out on social media at Sage Eats. And also do not forget to check out and tell your friends about our podcast. Everywhere podcasts are available. Apple, Google Play, Spotify, SoundCloud, Stitcher. Check out the website, thefirepodcast.com. Do not forget to follow your boy, the underground king, at Serge Vicente. And guys, catch me next time right here on the greatest combat sports and culture show in the entire universe. This has been episode 186. I am your host, Serge Vicente, the underground king. Love you guys. Catch you next time. Enjoy the fights this weekend. Deuces! Deuces!